<laughs> Good morning and welcome to Verbal Discharge in the Morning with me, Robbie Owen. And me, Satan. It's a glorious June morning. The drizzle is only mild today. The sky is only full of the greyest of clouds, the slightest grey. They're not quite black. It really is a perfectly average day. You're not wrong, Robbie. And also, I personally, I, I, I feel like there's a, there's a real sense of, 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 of optimism in the British air. I feel like we're going out and we're thinking, yes, let's go and live a life because soon it will all be over. <laughs> You're right, Satan. Coming up on today's show, we'll be having the front man of the jam, Paul Weller on the sofa to talk to us about his new pantomime. He hasn't got a new pantomime, but he will be talking to us. We'll also be talking to Gerbil Steinfeld for the latest from the Euros live from France. Plus, Liam Gallagher will be teaching us another delicious meal that you can cook in prison. As ever, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do that. All you have to do is tweet us at... Radio. Today, we really want to hear from you on the important issue of the day. With the UK on the brink of leaving Europe, which country do you think would replace us in order to play the keyboard when doing live renditions of the final countdown? That's an interesting one, Sharon. My... My... My, my name isn't... It isn't, it isn't Sharon, but anyway, I think we should... Yes, it is! It is called... You are called... You are called Sharon! I'm, 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 I'm not. But anyway, as I was saying, we're moving on with the show. And you will be called Sharon when you enter my domain. We're not in your domain. You're in our domain. You're going to be in our domain for the next however long the morning lasts. Because it's going to be a great morning. So far, hopefully, you're having a good morning. Because you're about to step it up a level and have a verbal discharge morning. But first, how would you react if you discovered that your own mother was actually a load of rodents piled up on top of each other, wearing a coat? Well, that's exactly what happened to Gabby Truman from Berkshire. And now, she's written a memoir to tell the rest of us all about the experience. Gabby joins us today. Gabby, thank you for coming on the show. Hello, how are you? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm alright, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay, how are you Satan? I'm really, really, really good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Well, Gabby, we just want to start by asking you a few simple questions. Would you be okay to answer them? Yeah, that's how interviews work. <laughs> You're not wrong. So we're just wondering, how old were you when all of this started? When you, when you found out that your mother was a load of rodents inside a coat? Oh, well, I first found out, for certain, that me mother was a load of rodents inside a court when I was... Oh, you know, I think I was about 21. I might have been 20. No, I was 21. I'll tell you how I know, because Paul, who was my... He was me cousin... Me cousin Ruby's boyfriend at the time, right? And and he was knocking around with... No, was I 22? I was around that ballpark. You saw that, that ballpark? Yeah, that, that hamster ballpark, if you will. <laughs> that was an excellent pun. You're going to hell. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. 
So, Gabby, if you only found out when you were 21, 22, would you say you had a had a pretty normal childhood as a result? Oh, no, I wouldn't say so. I think, I think I always knew I was different, you know? I think even though I didn't find out for certain that my mum was a was a lord of rodents at a court until I was 21, 20... I might have been 23, I don't really know. But I always knew I was different from the other kids. My, my background was different from the other kids and that. I, I think I acted different and I fought differently to the other kids. I remember... I remember when back when I was in school, I was maybe about eight or maybe about nine. Might have been ten, but probably about eight. I think I think some of the other girls were starting to get interested in boys, and it was around that time where right, my my friend, who was my friend Claire Fascist, she used to she used to stay back after school to look after the class hamster. And while she was there, there was this other boy who used to help out. Uh, he was called um, Tom Blackman. And when Claire Fascist, my my best friend, and Tom Blackman were hanging out, they used to, I used to hang around. I used to go. Basically, me and Claire would look after the hamster after school because Claire fancied Tom Blackman, and she'd say to me things during my lunch break as I was eating my cheese Twizzler. Ah, uh, don't you think that Tom is dead dreamy? And I'd be like, aye, when really I didn't see it at all. I mean, she went there because she was in love with Tom, but that wasn't why I was there at all. So why were you there, Gabby? Did you forget my name there, love? <laughs> no, no, not at all. We're close friends. We're really not. Anyway, no, I was there. because. Well, I'll tell you what, I was there because I was in love. But I weren't in love with Tom. No, I weren't in love with any boy in that room. I was... No, go on, go on. I understand it's difficult. It is difficult. I ain't done this on telly before. I... I'd like to pretend that... That I was in love with... With, with Tom with Tom Blackman. But really... I was in love with police brutality. The hamster. Really? Wow. Wow, I didn't... I didn't realise this. Yeah, I, I had my suspicions... The whole time. But... But... I mean... I think when you grow up like that and when you're about between 8 and 22 and you're thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm 8, maybe I'm 9, but I'm definitely sexually attracted to this hamster, then you begin to think things like, well, maybe I'm different. Why am I sexually attracted to this hamster? And it wasn't until I was maybe... So I used to think there's something wrong with me, but it wasn't until I was 17, 18 that I realised that I should just embrace who I am. And that is a skin suit filled of hamsters. Well, this is this is truly a inspirational story, and I'd love to to talk to you more. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Um, so, thank you very much for coming on the show, Gabby. Thank you very much. Do you want me to unzip my costume? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. All our viewers at home would love to see it. Oh, oh, oh! That's amazing and disgusting. I am. I am I am utterly repulsed by you, Gabby. Thank you for coming in. Oh, it's no pleasure at all. <laughs> Thanks to Gabby there. And now it's time for the weather. <laughs> Except a normal weather girl, Billy Piper, recently walked out on us because <laughs> because um it's uh well, um she 
she's gone. She's gone either way. Um, and I... Shit, what time was the court appointment? Okay, never mind. Anyway, um, while Satan's off preparing the next dish, um, we're going to have to get some... Because there's loads of weather going on like all the time. There's just constantly like loads of weather. And so we thought, well, we should, we'd better get some weather. And we don't have Billy to do it. So I thought that uh, maybe while I go and look up the date of my sexual harassment lawsuit, I, we could just like get the weather from another channel. So I don't know if there's like... Maybe there's another another show going on at the same time. I just thought maybe one of the producers could tune us into that and just see like what's going on in the weather on another channel if they've got a different weather report. Can we do that? Great, we're getting the thumbs up here. Uh, we're now going to hand over to another channel which is going to play a terrific weather report. <laughs> Welcome to GMTV News. We've got some really exciting news for you today, guys. We're going to be talking about the new styles that are coming out. We're going to be talking about the food that's in. And we're going to be talking about the weather. So, joining us on the weather is the beautiful Benjamin Knight. Hello, hello. Here's the weather. We've got a big weather coming on. We've got a massive weather. There's a weather over here. It's coming in big clouds. It's shitting weather everywhere. Oh. It's a big fat weather. God oh, damn. No, that weather is fucking weather. huge. You better get your umbrellas out, guys. It's like a, it's like a cloud with legs and it's walking around. It's walking around and shit. And, oh. Oh. oh, it's got the legs, guys. It, it, it's got big boots on. It's a big cloud. The question is that we all want to know, Ben. Question um, from the studio is... Yes. Are the legs shaved? Or are they unshaved? Oh, they're they're unshaved. Oh, and you heard it here first. The the, the big cloudy legs and cloud, as we all know, looks like hair. So so it's big sort of cloudy hairy legs walking around, stomping around in big hairy boots and uh, pissing rain everywhere. And and it's a massive mess. It's going to be be a huge mess. Get your jelly beans. Get your sun cream. Look out for that cloud rain. A big stomping. And up here in the north, it is going to be the clouds are going to punch. It's gonna, it's gonna punch. Oh, you better get your boxing gloves and everyone because the you, clouds you, punching. You better fight back because that cloud is gonna fucking punch the shit out of Scotland. It is gonna box that bastard. It is gonna knock you the the fuck out. Oh, Scotland! Oh, what a shame! I bet you wanted to be part of England uh, now, didn't you, Scotland? It's a shame because you know we can't help you anymore, can we? Because oh. you're, you're being beaten up, and England's like, what can what can we do? Oh, losers! Oh, sorry, oh, there, Ben. I had a little. Oh, that's uh, okay. I understand because the tickle in the throat's coming from the, the pollen in the air, and oh, the pollen, pollen in the, the air. pollen in the air is coming from uh, all the way from Germany. They're shooting pollen at us from their pollen cannons. Oh, please do tell us more, Ben. Yeah, do they've declared war. They've declared war uh, under their new leader, um, John of the Grasslands. Oh, John of the Grasslands. Oh, yes. Have you seen? Have you seen John of the Grasslands' new coat, Ben? Oh, it's made of tally of grass. Oh, it is. It, it is. is. Trend. All grass. It's massive grass. It's big fat grass. He's grass on me. Oh, grass on you. Any secrets to tell on him? Oh man? shit. Um, well, uh, he's uh, he, he, he 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 cried in maths class once. <gasps> oh. Yeah, he's a right fucking pussy. Oh. <laughs> and he's just like me. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. What a joker. <sighs> what an absolute. <sighs> what an absolute plonker. Well, well, that's the end of that's the end of the weather. 
That's all the weather we have. Oh, and that's every for... weather we'll have to the end of time. Oh, thanks for joining us today, folks. Oh, it's and a pleasure. Have, have a good night, and I'll stroke you later. Stroke you later. And now, it's time for the sport with Gerbil Steinfeld. Oh, hello there, from South Africa. Now, as you may know, there was a huge match yesterday because currently going on is the 2010 World Cup of Football in South Africa, the greatest country in South Africa. There is some competition for that title, though, and we may find out whether it still is the greatest country in South Africa over the course of the next few weeks of sport, of football in South Africa. Now, you may have seen the big game yesterday in which England played against a jam donut and the jam donut won on penalties. Not really. That is satire because a jam donut could not win on penalties, but England couldn't either. It was a joke. I am very good at jokes. Uh, no, England actually lost to Germany on penalties. Uh, there was a big game coming up today, though, as South Africa, the host nation, who are known as the Bafana Bafana, because all of their players are big fans of the Minions, the popular yellow characters from the Despicable Me films, and also the film Minions. They, because those characters, they, they sometimes say... Banana! But when they say banana, it doesn't really sound like banana. And some of the South African players got really confused and started calling them Bafana. And they got really out of hand and it became the team's nickname. And they travelled back in time, like I have, to go to 2010. And they coined the nickname back in, like, the 70s or maybe the 20s or a long time ago. Now, as I was saying, South Africa are playing in a big match today. They are playing against the current world champions of South Africa. Now, not many people know that South Africa actually won the 2006 Football World Cup, but they did. And also, they're going to win the 2016 European Championships, which are currently taking place in France if you live in 2016 in June. I do not. I live in June 2010, and that is why I'm giving you this report live from South Africa. I hope you enjoyed me being in South Africa. I am enjoying it very much. And I'm going to go and watch lots of football because I am Gerbil Steinfeld. And I have just blown my chance to outro neatly by saying my name too many times. However, my name is still Gerbil Steinfeld. And that's why I'm going to sign out and say goodbye from Gerbil Steinfeld. <laughs> Thank you, Gerbil. Thanks. That was all the sport. Um, also in, in the sport, because that wasn't all the sport, that was just all the, the football 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 sport. Uh, also in the sport, there's some cricket. Isn't there, Satan? Yeah, there's loads of cricket. Well, in rugby, a man went to the... He, he scored a, a try, um, and then he kicked the conversion as well. Uh, and in the golf, there's been a big upset as... Tiger Woods um, and he he did a put and he hit a five iron uh, and someone shot a four and then the god of thunder came down and he was all like hey what are you what what are you doing uh, I'm the god of thunder this is my hat and he used his hammer to hit the ball and he went miles and it like went off the course and he went out of bounds and he automatically lost the course um, but because he's big and scary they gave him par anyway automatically a couple of members felt that was unfair. In the end, they settled for one plus par uh, because he didn't actually knock it in. Four thought this was a good deal. Uh, they just resolved the whole thing. Uh, Sky Sports got exclusive rights to the only footage of four landing on Earth, and they're charging an arm and a leg to see it. Literally, uh, four ripped the the arm off one of the the cameramen. Uh, none of the legs. The legs are still fine, actually. So that wasn't that wasn't literal. It was it was just me 
lying. Um, elsewhere in the sport, uh, what else has been going on, Satan? Yeah, well, uh, elsewhere in the sport, there's been a bit of netball. Uh, the Brancourt Hills School recently beat Alcott School 2 0. Um, in other news, I still haven't learned the rules of netball. Fantastic. Well, it looks like that's all the sport we've got time for. However, if you do tune in later, we'll have Jubal Steinfeld back to do another report from South Africa, as he's based up there the whole time, when really, we want him in France to do the coverage of the... Of the, the he's basically useless. <laughs> Now, our next guest is a man who needs no introduction. Uh, am I supposed to talk now? Yeah, you're supposed... You don't need an introduction, so I wasn't going to... Oh, that, that's fair. That's fair enough. Um, so, Paul Weller, uh, how are you? Hello? Oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty well today. Are you doing that voice for a reason? Yeah, uh, I'm playing Frank Sinebottom on, on stage soon, and I thought I'd do my impression of him. It's not very good. Yeah, I know. I'm just sort of doing a voice. I'm not quite doing Paul Frank Sirebottom. Okay, well, Paul Weller, it's lovely to have you on the show. So, your name is Paul Weller. However, is it true that you're actually born Jonathan William Paul Weller? Yeah, it is. So why do you go by Paul? Because it's my name. Okay, fair enough. Can't argue with that. Um, now, the next thing I was wondering is, I've always wondered this about you, is it true that you were in a band called The Jam? Yeah, I was. That's fascinating. That's really quite that's really quite fascinating. Um, and I suppose the other thing I've always wanted to know about you, uh, and this is something we had, we, we put it out on Twitter that you were coming on, you were coming on the show, and something a lot of people sent in saying, asking this question. So I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, go ahead then. Um, I want to know... Is it true that you had further success pursuing a blue-eyed soul style of music with the Style Council between 1983 and 1989 before establishing yourself as a solo artist in 1991? Despite widespread criticism, critical recognition as a singer, lyricist and guitarist, Weller remained a national rather than international star and much of your, sorry, your songwriting... Um, is rooted in British culture. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, is it also true that you're a principal figure of the 1970s and 1980s mod revival um, and you're often referred to as the mod father? Yeah, be not by me mum. Ah, oh, poor Weller. It's been, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. It really has. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I have so many questions I want to ask you. Your, your Wikipedia page is really long. And, I mean, I just want to finish by asking you about this quote from the Daily Telegraph. Or is it the one where they say, apart from David Moy, it's hard to think of any British solo artist who's had as varied, long-lasting and determinedly forward-looking a career as Paul Weller? Yeah, it's, 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 it's that one. Um, I was just thinking, well, could you could you please talk about that? Well, I just talked about I just I just literally said it. Yeah, but could you... How do you, how do you feel about it? Well, I was also described by the BBC as one of the most revered music writers and performers of the last 30 years. And I think that sums up how I feel about it. Right. Um, well, how many Brit Awards have you received? I've received four Brit Awards. Uh, winning the award for Best British Male, twice. 
and 2008 I won the Brit Award for Outstanding Contribution to Music. Well, that's only that's only free. Yeah, well, I don't count the other one because it isn't listed on my Wikipedia page's introduction. Okay, well, fantastic. Paul Weller, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, your new album, I Am Paul Weller, uh. is out on the 22nd of June, and we wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you, and thank you for announcing the book. Many, many, many artists, many, many hosts. <laughs> I do like to think of myself as an artist. Well, you are. You truly are an artist of the interview form. Um, but, yeah, you... Thank you. Yeah, but you... You, you pronounce the burp, and I appreciate that. It, the burp is in the title. Um, if you order it over the phone, or you go into HMV and say, "Hello, can I have Paul Weller's new album?" You've got to put, you've got to say the burp. Otherwise, you won't get it. Okay, thank you, thank you, Paul Weller. Um, now, I, I believe Satan is over in the kitchen. And so now we're over in the kitchen here with top celebrity chef Liam Gallagher. Oh, why, hey man, it's me, Liam Gallagher. How you doing, pet? I'm doing really well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, man. Gadgy man, pet man, gadgy man, pen man, flower man, gadgy man, pet man, flower man, gadgy man, pet man, edgy. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Even though the two got relegated. Oh, wait, hey, man, we don't talk about that, do we now? Pet man, gadgy man, pet man, flower man, gadgy man, pet man, gadgy man, pet man, gadgy man. No. So, wait, hey, man. Me name's Liam Gallagher, and I'm here to teach you another delicious recipe that you can remember lodged up in your brain up there for your time when you go to prison. Your accent slipped there, Liam. Oh, why, hey, man? I know, I know it did. But this is forever. This is forever to go in your brain, man. This is, why, hey, man? This is Liam Gallagher's delicious jail time recipes. Oh, it sounds fantastic, even if your accent doesn't. So, this week, we're going to be learning how to make a cake. Sounds delicious. Sounds wonderful. How do we make a cake that we can eat in, eat in prison? What you do to make a cake, man, is you pop down the shops and you buy yourself a cake. And voila, you got a cake, like, and then you can eat it. Sometimes you need a knife and they might take that off you in prison. But you don't have to worry about it, because when you get out... You can have all the cake you like. That's wonderful. Thanks, Liam. I'm really glad I feel like we know how to make a cake in prison. Or oh, you do. And that's because I taught you right about how to make a cake in prison. Oh, well, thanks, Liam Gallagher, for another top tip on Liam's Jail Time Fun Cooking Show. Cheers, Seaton Man. See you again next time. So your tweets have been coming in all morning to at VerbDisRadio and you should keep them coming in because we've got some real corkers coming in here. We asked you earlier in the show, who do you think should replace the UK in Europe, the band, if we choose to leave in a couple of weeks time? And your answers have been just hilarious. Yeah, there's been some really terrific, some really well thought out, some really intelligent answers here. The kind of answers that we look for on verbal discharge, the kind of answers that make us think, yeah, we have really good viewers. viewers. Yeah, there's been some great ones. So, Jason, for example, says, France would be handy. David agrees. David says, France would rock. Which is an excellent pun. It isn't. Susan says, we should talk more directly into the mic, that the audio quality isn't as good as usual. 
<laughs> oh, Susan. Susan's one of our producers. We know her well. Francis doesn't like Europe and thinks we should get rid of all the brown people. Weldon has made up his name, but he thinks we should go for the Ukraine. Tom is currently wondering whether James or Jordan are going to do a segment coming up. <laughs> Aren't we all? Tom is also generally just sick of the sound of Robbie's voice. He also sent that tweet in. Thanks, Tom. Sick of the sound of your voice as well. Robbie is not Robbie loves the... He spelt it sound, but he means... He means... I presume he means sound of Robbie's voice. Yannick Josion did not tweet to us at all. Neither did I. <laughs> That's great. Well, why don't you keep them in, coming in? Uh, what's the address you want to send them to? You want to send them to adverbdisradio from twitter.com. Remember, tell us, do you think who should be the country that replaces us in Europe, the band, when we leave? Because that's what we're going to do. We might not. We might vote to remain. Yeah, but your mum might vote to remain in my arse. That was clever. That was good. Why don't you keep those responses coming in? Maybe you'll come up with something as clever as Satan just did there. <laughs> you know the address. Adverb this radio. Stick with us on verbal discharge in the morning. So now joining us to run through the week's film releases is verbal discharge's resident describer of underwhelming rom-coms for unnecessary lumps of time, Robbie Owen. Hi, Robbie. How are you? Hello, Robbie. Are you well? Yeah, I'm. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. Yeah. Um forgotten kind of where this conversation's going, but should we begin? Yes. So what's the first film we're going to be talking about today that's out in, out in the multiplexes at the moment, out in the cinemas, out in the, the, the film houses, the picture houses, the, 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 the various chains and, and independent branches indeed of the places where you can go and watch movies. Yeah, um, so let's start with Miracles from Heaven, which came out last Friday in the UK it stars Jennifer Garner and it's started by Patricia Riggan um, who made The 33 which was the movie about the Chilling Miners that came out at the start of the year so plot is Jennifer Garner plays a woman from Texas whose daughter falls really ill about 10 minutes into the film she's got this sort of weird rare stomach condition that means that she can't eat any food her intestines are sort of all knotted up like a knot that a really really efficient a really a really good scout has tied um, and it means basically she's going to like she's going to blow up and she's going to die by the time she's like twelve or fourteen or something. So Jennifer Garner goes to God and she's all like, "Hey God, can you make my daughter better, please?" And then God's sort of like, "Not now, Jen. I'm busy." And she's like, "Oh, you, you're such a you're such a meanie, God." And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, watch it, Jen. Hey, leave me alone." And she's like, "Oh, why do you make a real in the first place, God?" And he's all, shut up, Jen, I'm working, God! Which is an ironic use of the word God, really, but anyway. And she sort of comes back and she's like, oh, God, I hate you, God. Like, oh, who even are you? I wish I was never created. And then God sort of goes, hey, that's that's really cruel. You, you, you've hurt my feelings. And this priest comes along and the priest sort of goes, Jen, like, God's my mate. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk to him like that. You should be a bit, bit more polite to God. He's, he's like, just we've known each other for a really long time. We just get on really well. We talk to him all the time. And Jennifer Garner's like, oh, you, you know you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mister Priest. And she's always like, oh, sorry, God. Probably should treat you a bit better, really. And God's like, 
don't worry about us being a dick anyway. And then Jennifer Garner's daughter falls in a tree. Not not out a tree, she falls in a tree. Like she's she's somehow, despite being incredibly ill, climbed to right at the top of a tree and the branch begins to wobble because it's a bit of Hollywood drama and he suddenly goes, Oh no, in knots a bit like the intestines of that girl and she, she goes to climb back and she goes to hide in a hole while the branches fall so she can climb back and be rescued. Except, do you know what? Wouldn't you know it? The hole is empty and the tree is entirely hollow. So she falls head first into the tree. Apparently she falls ten stories. But, oh no, she hits her head in a really specific position that causes her, and this is a real film, causes her immune system to reset or something. And then like Jennifer Garner takes her to the doctors and all the doctors are like, what is this bullshit? When did God change the rules? And he's just sat in the corner like God is sniggering, like wondering which part of medical science he should change next. Like, is he going to replace cancer with just like dogs? Just like instead of your cells mutating into more and more cells, like they just mutate into a big dog. And like someone's got like breast cancer, suddenly just has a border collie poking out their boobs. I don't know. God's God sat there sort of giggling to himself, wondering that. And Jennifer Garner's there like, oh, this is such a miracle. This is a really big miracle. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Oh, well done, God. What a great job you've done. And then even though it's like blatantly just like a lie, like something just went wrong. It's just like a clerical error made by God. Um, but he's like, he takes all the credit for it. He's all like, yeah, I'm pretty great. I'm God. I cured a little girl. I went really out of my way. I changed medical science to do it. Yeah, what up, God 2K16. And then Jennifer Garner goes to a church, right? And she's sort of like, hey, God's pretty great to this whole bunch of people. And they're all like, yeah. But you kind of get the feeling she's quite literally preaching to the church choir. And then this the priest comes back in and he's like, hey, Jen Garner did a really good job on watching your daughter almost die. Um, well done. And then this other guy stands up and he's like, I wasn't a Christian before, but looking at your daughter, I'm a Christian now. And everyone sort of applauds and laughs and winks at each other. And there's this whole metaphor running through the entire film about butterflies. And whenever there's a butterfly nearby, it means God's there. Uh, which firstly made me wonder, like, Animal Crossing, have I caught millions and of gods and sold them for profit? And secondly, I shortly after coming out of the film, I got on a bus when well, no, I went to see uh, another film. I went to see Mother's Day, which incidentally is the second film this week that involves a, a subplot about Jennifer Garner or Jennifer Garner's husband failing to take their daughter to football soccer practice. Both both Mother's Day and Miracles of Heaven have the same bizarre subplot. No, but basically, I got I got off the bus and a butterfly flew right into my neck and it made me wonder what is God trying to do is he trying to decapitate me because I didn't like Miracles from Heaven the film in which Jennifer Garner's daughter is cured by hitting her head after falling into a tree and so yeah in conclusion I don't think it's very good don't bother seeing it I have spoiled the ending for you suppose it's based on a true story you won't believe a word of it apart from the fact that Jennifer Garner would get quite sad when her daughter's about to die of cancer (laughs) that's great what a terrific review that's sure to go viral on the internet I don't know what you're talking about no neither do I because I'm old well thank you Robbie no thanks Robbie that brings us to the end of our terrific film review section at least we didn't talk about letters from heaven for half an hour this week 
I've I've never done that on this show. <laughs> goodbye, Robbie. Good goodbye, Robbie. So as everyone in the country knows, Britain's Got Talent is currently going on. It's in its something series, and there's loads of really talented contestants, as you'd hope, on this year's show. Here to talk to me about it is top Britain's Got Talent pundit, Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hello, I'm Yvonne. How are you? I'm well, Yvonne. I'm still well. Oh, yeah, well, well, I'm all the better for seeing you. Oh, well, well, what can I say? So, what do you make of last night's show? Ooh, well, <laughs> you know, I thought there were some really talented contestants on it. Um, but I wasn't quite sure about a couple of the others. Yeah, what did you think of the bloke that just, like, shit a brick out on stage? Well, I thought he was, um, I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was good at shitting out a brick on stage. Um, but I think, really, in the first round, he shit out a brick as well. And this time it was just a bit of a, it was just a browner brick. Last time it was, like, like, sort of a, a greying brick. Whereas this time it was just a brown brick. And, and you know, I just thought that maybe, maybe you could do something more impressive. Like, shit out an entire wall. Or at least, like, a breeze block. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I was a bit underwhelmed. I think it's a very impressive thing to do. And I, I, I don't at all envy his tailor who has to fix the trousers afterwards. <laughs> oh, Robbie, you're so funny. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I mean, you're. I mean, like, I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what Billy Piper was complaining about earlier. I, I don't know. Neither do I. And I don't know what. Um, Satan was talking about I was talking about all those accents slipping earlier. Clearly they're very consistent and wonderful. Oh, you know, I think they are too. I think they're, they're pretty wonderful. All of the accents on the shore. Yeah, particularly my own. Oh, no, particularly my own. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, stop it, you. Oh, no, stop it, you. So also on Britain's Got Talent, there was an elephant. Oh yes, I thought I thought his elephant score. This was one of the best elephants we've had. I mean, he didn't do a lot, but he definitely looked like one. Oh, he was actually an elephant. He was actually an elephant. Yeah, he was actually an elephant. Oh well, I never. And of course, the other guy that we have to talk about, the other really impressive act on last night's Britain Got Talent, was the man who completed Hurdy Gurdy on PS2 in eighteen minutes, and. I was really proud of the fact that ITV were willing to show it live in its entirety. Oh, you know, it's not like they've got any decent dramas on. Now Downton Abbey's finished. Has Downton Abbey finished? Oh, yes, the last episode aired tomorrow. But that's not... Oh, it's still finished. They've stopped making it. Oh, well, it's kind of a shame, actually, to be honest. I always kind of... I never actually watched it. But it feels like something that should be on British TV. Oh, I know. I know. Well... Another talented man that was on Britain's Got Talent last night was Kenny Rogers, who made a surprise comeback uh, after his retirement and decided that he was going to eat a microwave, which isn't normally the way things people do think with microwaves. Like he put a microwave inside a massive ready meal and then ate the microwave, which wasn't a talent. It was just like an act of someone fundamentally misunderstanding the instructions on the back of a ready meal. <laughs> oh, you're so funny! Oh, I'm not. I'm just good. I'm just a good. I'm just a good presenter. Well, I hope you remain well, Yvonne. Um, I'll see you in my changing room. Oh, <laughs> don't say that on. Air. I shouldn't have said that on air. That was that was where they got me on the Billy Piper incident. Though at least, with you, it was consentful. 
Um, anyway, uh, this is bringing towards the end of the show. Um, I'm just going to hand back over to Satan uh, while I go and check with my lawyer. Yeah, all right. Cheers, Robs. Oh, Susan, or like, Kenny, whatever your name is. Uh, nice one. Yeah, uh, this is bringing us to the end of another episode of Verbal Discharge in the Morning. If you in any way enjoyed the show, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, firstly, there'll be more stuff going up all the time on our website, which is verbaldischarge.co.uk. There's also our Twitter, at Verbdis Radio. Tomorrow, our question of the day is going to be, which film, which movie, which film would you most like to wrap around a sandwich as though it was cling film? If you want to tweet us your answers, at Verbdis Radio, and we'll read all of them, without fail, out next week on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Yeah, um, and you can also, you can catch up the blog, verbaldischarge.co.uk. Um, there's Facebook, facebook.com forward slash verbaldischarge, where you can interact with all kinds of things, see all the updates that are going on. Um, you can also get to us with SpeakPipe, where you can have stuff read out on the show, which should be an amazing miracle. But yeah, that brings us towards the end of another exciting instalment of verbal discharge in the morning. Something we do every single morning. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do it every single morning um, without fail. Um, normally people don't listen, people don't watch, but we do it every single morning. Um, so I'd like to thank all of our contributors from today's show. I'd like to thank Ben, I'd like to thank Katie, I'd like to thank um, all the other people who's, who were really on the show and weren't just me doing a voice. Uh, I'd like to thank the couple of where I wasn't even doing a voice. I'd like to thank myself. And I'd like to ask you, Satan, for the final word of the show. Hell, obviously. That's two words. You can't do... Do you, do you never listen to the show? You can't do the two words there. You've got to just do one. Um, well, it's, it's, it's hell. I've, I've already chosen it. It's already hell. It's... You know... You know, I'm actually improvising. I've improvised pretty much this entire show, and bits sound like I'm, I'm just a poor actor. I've written it, and I'm, I haven't. I haven't. I've had to improvise this entire show because we couldn't record one this week. And yet, it sounds now, Satan, because you're messing this up. Like I'm, I've badly scripted a bit. No, I know you haven't. I know you haven't. I just the final word of the show is how. Look, I don't know why this is such a problem for you. We do this every week. You know how this works. All you've got to do is say hell as the final word and don't say anything afterwards. And that can be the final word and we can leave it there. Do you get it, Satan? Yeah, I get it. The final word of the show is going to be hell. Right, yeah. Why don't you just leave it like that? I mean, bloody hell.